All right, welcome everybody. This is another podcast. I believe we're on episode 64, 65. We've been doing two a week. I may bump that up eventually. Uh, first and foremost, this podcast is sponsored by Team BC Real Estate, my real estate team. So you can go to teambcsold.com if you need any help locally here in Southern California or nationally. You can also email us at teambcsold at gmail.com. Um, and also, two more announcements. This is sponsored by also Modern Success, my personal coaching and mentorship program for the world. Shout out to all the new members. Uh, I believe we've already had two people join today, didn't catch their names. Welcome, gentlemen. Great choice and great decision in joining. Go to briancasella.com if you want to sign up. Uh, lastly, eXp Realty for all the realtors. Go to join.exprealty.com and get signed up. Or message me if you want more information on the company if you're interested in joining. Okay, let's begin. Quick announcement, I will be in Australia uh, next week. I'll be there for a couple days and speaking at a conference. And I'll be in, uh, as they call it, Brisbane. Even though in America we would say Brisbane. Uh, I, I was there last year. It's really cool. So I'm going to be there for a couple days. Um, definitely will maybe hang out with a couple people while I'm there if I can catch up with you. But uh, let's begin. I did, oh man, I did a kind of like a training for a couple of my team members today on the real estate side, purely mindset, right? Nothing technical. And I wanted to share bits and pieces of it with everybody here on the podcast because it's something that's so important. And um, I, I really think that it's, um, you know, underappreciated and it's something that people forget. Right? When somebody learns something or they're getting into a new trade or whatever it is that they're doing, people tend to ignore the mindset side of it. And again, there's also a lot of misinformation and misunderstanding when it comes to that topic. Right? When I say mindset, people think motivation, which is stupid. Right? There's no correlation with that. But what I mean mindset is your inner frame and your inner framework and your mentality your self-esteem, your confidence, your IR, your internal representation of yourself in that endeavor or what's going on with that activity. Where is that at and is it aligned with the result that you want? Because the classic example I give people is I could give you the best fucking tools on the planet to do well in whatever, sports, business. But if your mindset and your inner game is lacking, you will not have the same results as me and other people, period. There's no way around that. I don't care what people tell you. They tell you otherwise, it's bullshit, okay? I've been able to be around, especially in sports, some of the finest athletes. And I can tell you, at the top, at the top, skill and the amazing capability of their bodies is not the differentiating factor. It's their mindset. It's their mindset. Some of them have a little bit more of a killer instinct. The next one believes in themselves a little bit more. And that's ultimately the, the determining factor, you know, when, when everything's on the line, when it's crunch time, when it's the fourth quarter, right? So one thing that uh, we were discussing today in this team training was in regards to, hold on, give me a second. Never mind. Perspective, Right. You know, people go through stuff. Let's say some of you on here are newer, uh, I don't know, newer business people, right? <sighs> Give me a second.
and we're back. <clears throat> so one thing that I think uh, this is something that requires a lot of work and training that I'm able to do that a lot of people um, are wired the opposite to do. And this is something that when you learn to do this, your life will literally 180 as far as the control of your emotions, um, your results, your emotional stability, your confidence, your determination, and so many other things that people want training in, right? Like they're like, oh, I want to build my confidence. I want uh, to be more enthusiastic and happier all the time. Well, this kind of encompasses all of that, okay? Like for example, somebody is new and they'll message me on Instagram or Facebook or something like that and say, man, you know, I... I went out and cold called today for the first time. I went door to door. I went to a networking event. I did this, I did that. And then they'll give me a list of three, four, five, six, seven, sometimes 10, sometimes more, a list of everything they perceived that they did wrong. Like wrong, right? And sometimes I'll talk to them or I'll say, you know what, tell me a little bit more and they'll start talking. And in their text, or if they do it through voice, they tell me what's going on and what happened. And in the little bit that they give me, I already spot personally, probably at least a handful, if not more of things they did right. Or things they can look at as a win. Yet their whole explanation and story is derived around something negative, like bad. And this happens all the time, even when I meet people for the first time, you know, they'll tell me how their day was and they'll kind of go off on like a little rant. And, um, and if I don't really know them, I don't just give them like 10 things they did right. But I'm like, hey, did you notice blank? And they're like, oh yeah. I'm like, well, that's actually a good thing. And then they kind of look at you because they're so stuck and fixated on viewing things from a certain perspective and standpoint. And it's so tunnel vision that they're unaware of even other possibilities. This is the same mechanism that people misconstrue when you share your goals with people and you say, hey, I want to do blank. I want to do this. I want to do that. And people look at you and they either doubt you or they just can't understand what it is that you're saying. They'll be like, well, what do you mean you want to do this? Does, do, so you want to be an entrepreneur. Well, how often do you get paid? Well, if you don't get paid, what are you going to do? And so you don't have a set schedule? Like, how do you work? How do you know when to start? How do you know when to stop? Right? All that stuff. All that is, is they have a certain map of the territory of life. If we're going to make NLP references, right? They have a certain map of the territory of life. And they believe because you're presenting a different map within the territory that it must be wrong or because it's not like theirs, it doesn't make sense. So again, when you first present this to people, they almost challenge it. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like when I start pointing out the good that people are doing, they question it. They're like, what do you mean? That's not a win. I'm like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Like someone says, you know what? I went door knocking today, man, blah, blah, blah. They give me all the bad shit, right? I'm like, well, how was it a month ago? And they're like, well, a month ago, I just, I drove up to the street and then I couldn't even get out of my car. I was so fucking scared. I'm like, well, what happened this time? They're like, well, yeah, I, I showed up and I just started knocking doors. I'm like, right there, dude, you just made progress. The first time you were too fucking chicken shit to get out of your car. And this time you actually got your ass out of your car. You grabbed your fucking balls and you knocked on the door. Good for you, dude. That's a win. That's, that's progress. 
And they're like, oh man, I didn't look at it, look at it that way. Exactly. Look, and this, what, what's the cliche saying? When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at begin to change. This is what I'm talking about. However, because that's such a fucking cliche saying, people forget about this shit and they're like, oh, I already know that. No, you don't. No, you don't. The average person doesn't. Because when I present this, it's so like, oh, wow, cool. Oh, wow, you think so differently. Uh, well, you know the shit too. I just exercise it. I actually do it. I mean, there's so many things you can look at, right? We see this a lot in the dating world too, right? Men being too scared to talk to girls and vice versa and all this shit. So I'll have guys, some guys in my program too, they're younger, right? And they're messaging me and they're like, oh man, I finally, you know, went up to this chick and I said this when normally I say this and, and they're happy because they're making progress. But I've taught them to look at things a little bit differently. So now they see the positive in it. I've even given people a simple exercise that you can do. When you're looking at your day, when you're looking at activities that you're doing, let's say you're losing weight or you're contacting people to grow your business or whatever it is, when you're done with that activity, make a list. I've talked about this before, but I'll remind everybody if you've never heard it, make a list and put positive on one side, draw a line and put negative on the other side. And for every negative thing you write, you minimum have to find two good things that you did and write that shit down. Do it in the morning, do it at night, do it after that one activity that normally pisses you off, whatever it is, and do it. And you'll feel the difference. You'll see the difference. And after you do this for a while, you're going to notice a different feeling inside of you when you do that activity. And just in general, you'll feel more alive. You'll feel more in control. You'll feel less of a slave to your emotions. And you'll finally start to activate this side where you can actually see the good in things. I can have the most shitty situation in front of me and I can still find something good in it. A lot, actually. I almost have to like put myself in a different state now to only see negative and stuff because I'm so on the opposite side now. Not to the point where I'm blind of possible issues that may arise. No. But I look for more of the positive because... A lot of people attack this and they're like, well, that's positive thinking. Bullshit. It's not positive thinking because this has nothing to do with thinking. This has to do with your viewpoint on a subject or experience or something that occurred. How the fuck is this positive thinking? So when we look at this thing, right, let's say we're looking at a perspective of a situation like that person who went door to door or some shit that happened in your life. Well, technically speaking, if we're going to be technical about it, right? Like we're going to be super technical. Well, the person who looks at it in a negative way is right. And the person who looks at it in a positive way is right. Technically, they're both right. If that's the case, why wouldn't you go with the positive way? Because that shit helps you. Versus the negative way, which you keep beating yourself up and going back into the same fucking dark place you keep going back to. And then beating yourself up about that. And then it's a cycle. So if you have both and you can make an argument for both, why not take this one, which is positive? Fuck. It's so obvious and common sense. Do it. Oh, it's not easy to do. Yes, it is. You have to start doing it. Right there. It's not easy to do. That's the negative side of you. Again, looking at something saying it's not easy. That's that same fucking voice telling you the same shit. And you let it. And you're like, oh, no, that's not it. Yes, it is. Like imagine if for a second when you start doing this, anytime you want to default back to the negative voice and you listen to that voice, somebody or me, you picture my hand fucking slapping you in the face. Notice how quickly you'll change and start doing shit positive because now you're, you're slapping yourself per se into awareness of having to do it. You see, what everybody does is they want to make change without pressure, without any commitment. 
you need to start putting these measures in place to force your ass to do something. Everybody wants the fucking easy ride. It's good to have that coach that fucking breathes down your neck and says, do this shit perfect. I want it perfect. I appreciated that, even though, I, even though sometimes in the moment you're like, fuck my coach. He's fucking yelling at me and all this shit, but that's what you need. What happens when you put a ton of pressure over time on coal? It turns into a fucking diamond. It doesn't slowly turn itself into a fucking diamond. It takes a shitload of fucking pressure over time to create it. Think of yourself as the same way. If you can't handle the fucking pressure, then go be average like everybody else. Simple. You're going to have to deal with it. You're not going to have the fucking easy road. So when you set up stuff like accountability partners or you have somebody like me who's like, dude, get it together. You hire a coach or whatever it is, a mentor. That's what we're designed to do. We're supposed to be on your ass. Because even if everything fails and you're like, fuck, I don't want to do this shit. The thought like, fuck, I got to present this to my mentor tomorrow. I better do it. Good. Good. Then you did it. But everybody wants to run away. It's like, well, I, I just want to study a little bit and learn and then not have anybody looking at me or checking up on me and I don't want anybody to answer to and I'm just going to do it at my own pace. Well, while you're doing it at your own pace, people like me are fucking sprinting past you because I'm, I'm willing to put the weight of the world on my fucking back to figure some shit out quickly. I started sparring and boxing when I was fucking new. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was sparring with people that actually knew how to fight and were good and were actual fighters. And I got my fucking ass kicked. How else do you think I fucking learned quickly? I wasn't like, well, okay, well, you know, I don't want to do it. I'm just going to take my time and, you know, well, coach, I'll be ready for you in two months. Let me just, you know, hit the bag a little bit and try to look pretty. No, I was like, fuck it. You want me to spar? Let's do it. I want to get good. Are you sure? Yes, let's do it. Well, you know, this is what you hear in business. Well, you know, I, I want to practice and get good because when I first get on a live call with a customer, I want to make sure I'm perfect. That's the worst fucking shit you can do because I don't want to lose anybody. What the fuck? That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. How do you get better? By throwing yourself in the fire and fucking up with the clients. That's how you learn and you learn faster. You think practicing and getting everything ready to be perfect is going to help you? No, because then people like me who are willing to fail forward will get better than you. For sure. And in many cases, that person like me that's going to go and just take a lot of action, we're not naturally as gifted as you in that thing. I'm not naturally gifted in sales and all this shit. I had to learn it. I had to learn this shit. I have no natural gifts when it comes to sales and persuasion and all this shit. Check my fucking family bloodline. There's no salesman there. Nobody who taught me the fucking, the, the trade, right? And then you have on the flip side, all the people that, oh, well, you know, I'm smooth. I'm a good talker. Those people are even worse than sales because all they do is fucking talk and they never shut the fuck up. What do they call it? The gift of the gab? Well, you fucking talk yourself into a fucking hole because you never shut up. That's not what sales is about. But I dedicated myself and said, I'm going to learn this shit, period. I can figure it out. No problem. If so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so did it, I can do it. And many of you are, 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 might be in the same boat, man, sales is so hard. There's somebody selling something that you want to sell and maybe even English isn't their first language and they don't speak that clearly and they're kicking people's asses who are native English speakers. I've seen it. 
there's people in markets uh, here in Southern California and Southern California where um, they're, we can say in an area where you think, oh, they don't belong, right? People don't want to work with them. And like English is their second or third language and they're just mopping the floor with most of the competition and just killing them and selling because they don't look at their language barrier or that is some bullshit excuse of like, fuck it, I can learn this shit and I can sell to people, no problem. Or the people are like, well, you know, I have long hair and piercings and I'm scared to wear, dude, just fucking do it. If somebody doesn't want to work with you because you have earrings on or a piercing or long hair, who cares? They probably wouldn't have worked with you anyway. And that's one person out of fucking 100. Stop worrying about that one and go after the other 99. How about that? Or this other shit that people try to feed, this line that try to feed. Oh, well, I disagree because like I said something like, you know, when people get shit for free, most people won't cherish it. And if you do the same event, same information, but people pay for it versus free, the people, if you do the, a study with the paid people, they're going to learn more and pay attention more because they paid unanimously for sure. And, oh, well, you know, I disagree because I do shit for free. And yeah, most people do it. It's like, dude, you're, you just argued for me. You said it's true. That's like saying, well, because I have a high metabolism, I can eat whatever the fuck I want and I don't get fat. So that food doesn't make you fat. No, I'm just the exception to the rule because I have a high metabolism. Most people, most people will get fat if they eat that shit, period. You can't make that argument. I just want to throw that in there because there's some people who, again, when you're making changes, they try to throw you off with these little tidbits of information or angles that are totally false. Totally false. Okay. So I don't even know where I was before, but I'll go back to the point and digress that the negative logical debate, we can view it negatively or positively. Again, they both can be technically right. Why would you not take the positive? If you have that choice, you do. We think we don't have the choice because they'll say, well, if you don't look at the negative side, you're not being realistic. What the fuck does that even mean? Being realistic. Has anybody who's done anything great on this planet been realistic? Hey guys, be realistic with your goals. What the? So my first year when I said I want to make 200,000 commission in real estate, even though I didn't, I made more than half that. If you've been following me for a while, you know. But even that wouldn't have been realistic. Ask the guys going out with beautiful women if everybody around them said that girl is realistic for them? They'll say no. Ask the person who is making millions or billions of dollars. Oh, is it, oh, that's a very realistic goal. Ask the people around them. Do you think that's realistic? They're going to say no. Maybe their new peer group, sure, will say, well, fuck, of course, he did it. So again, a lot of times when you're breaking free from this old patterns, right? These old patterns and ways of being, you need to make sure that all the little details and pieces that you have in place are the proper pieces now to move you forward. And you're not carrying some of this baggage with you because a lot of people are. And this is why I'm constantly preaching, work on your fucking mindset. This is the shit that we shatter in modern success, these ways of thinking. Because skills and everything else aside, you shatter that old way of thinking, you will be better, do better, and most importantly, for many of you, feel better and more accomplished about yourself. Ask every member I have in my program if their self-esteem and confidence hasn't skyrocketed since they joined because we focus on this shit, right? It's like a flower. You have to put the seed in the soil and water it. It doesn't just suddenly fucking pop up. It takes time. 
But imagine if all the ingredients we can say are pieces in that seed weren't the right pieces. It's not going to blossom and grow. So as much effort as you're putting in in your business and in yourself, like I'm working, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, you have to work on yourself too and on your businesses and better yourself. It's like the guy that I give all the tools to make a ton of money with, but internally he still views money as bad and rich people are evil. He's never going to make money. And if he does, he's going to piss it away and lose it because internally his thermometer says, I'm broke. Money is bad. So when money comes his way, he repels it. Why do you think the people who hit the lotto are broke within a year or two who make 50, $100 million? You think that's a surprise? That's scientifically what I just said is the reason because. So when it comes to your perspective on a lot of things in life, even the issues you're dealing with, how many of you have an issue or a challenge that you view as the end of the fucking world? And if you were to talk to somebody like me, I'd, I would laugh and giggle at it. And, uh, and then if we talk for a couple minutes, you're like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. I did, I did that today with my team and I do that with people all the time. But what would that be worth to you to have somebody around you that can do that or to be able to do that yourself, not only for you, but for others? You see, that's what we don't, how do you quantify that into like a monetary value or say, what's that worth? For some people, it's priceless. For me, it's priceless. Because I know I can do something other people can't do and I have a unique way of viewing things. And again, acquired skill. This isn't some crazy shit that some, like the Harry Potter fucking magicians didn't come and wave a wand and oh, you magically can do this. No, this was acquired through studying and application and experience, of course. And I've been through all the shit to be able to say, okay, I've literally been in the pile of shit and I know what's good in it. I know what good comes out of it. The question is, is which way you're going to go? Because time is going by. And while many of us, especially me, are studying and getting better, what are you doing? You know, if you look back the last three, six months, year, for those of you listening to this podcast, or let's even go back to the first episode of this podcast to now, can you look yourself in the mirror and say, I've improved in these categories that I said I was going to improve on significantly. And if you haven't, fuck, you got to take stock of your life and where you're at, man, and do something, shit, and, and create an actionable plan to get better at those things. Because if you're tiptoeing and on the fence on certain shit, you're tiptoeing and on the fence about every area of your life, guaranteed. Which is even in the morning for me to get up. I'm like, I need to be decisive and get the fuck up. Because if not, that's going to show up in other places in my life. God damn, even working out today in boxing, I almost fucking threw up because I'm pushing myself to the limit. Well, guess what? That shows up in other places too. I don't just push myself to the limit there. I push myself to the limit everywhere. It's all correlated and related. But that's always in my mind. That's the mindset of a fucking champion. That's how everybody needs to think. Now imagine if your crew around you all thought like this and acted like this. Imagine if, like many of you who, who like what I have to say or my personality or whatever it is you like about me, imagine if you had five carbon copies of me around you all the time. How much would that boost your confidence? For those of you who make calls, imagine if I was sitting there watching you make calls and listening. How much would you put more into your calls? knowing that I'm there listening. Or hey, every, every, every time you do a, a presentation to a customer, 
it's going to be recorded and you're going to send it to me to critique. How much better would you show up? How much more would you accentuate your lines? Now, there's a reason I say how you do anything is how you do everything. There's a reason I didn't say that. Because, again, to many people, that's cliche now. And they hear, oh, I already know that. Which is why those lines I don't really say anymore. Because they don't have the same effect. Because the guy who doesn't believe in this shit, doesn't study, is walking around saying that. So they've lost their power, unfortunately. Because they don't have the right people saying it more often. So now, the torch is passed to you and you literally have to make a decision. Like, what, where do I go? What steps do I take? Is it still, well, I'm just going to chill and watch a few YouTube videos and I'll get to it later? Or are you like, fuck this. I need to do something now. I need to sign up for this or start this or do this or do that. Right? Like, I'll get a message, man, I want to be the best and do this. And then they ask, what book should I read? It's like, dude, being the best at something and then asking for a book to read, that's not how you do it. That's not how you do it. That, that, that's not congruent. You think the champion, I don't know, uh, bodybuilder, whoever it is now, Phil Heath or whatever his name is, you think that's how we started bodybuilding? Man, I want to be the best bodybuilder. Hey, hey, dude, hey, swole guy, what book can I read to be the best? No, he didn't do that. He dedicated himself 100% and said, fuck it. I need to get around these right people, do this, fucking, you know, get on the diet plan, everything, whatever it takes. So if we're going to proclaim, I want to change this, I want to make this better, I want to do that. Well, the words and your action and your steps need to be in alignment. You can't say, I want to be a millionaire, and then you're looking for bits and pieces here for free, and you refuse to do anything except for browse YouTube on your fucking computer. That's not going to make you a millionaire. You want to be the best real estate agent? And then I'm like, okay, go knock on doors and call. Ah, well, I don't want to do that. Okay. Then why are you telling me? I want to do that. Oh, you know, I want to be the number one in this. I get that all the time. Hey, bro, let me work for you for free. I'll be the number one person. I don't want to hear that. False. Because I've had probably hundreds of people tell me that at this point. Hundreds. It always comes back to us, man. So this little reminder I gave you about perspective, that's 100% your exercise or your right to exercise, by the way. Even if you're around people who don't exhibit that skill, you can still do it. I, never, I don't want to hear that bullshit. Well, it's so hard in my environment. You can overcome your fucking environment. How about that? How about you do that? Because there's a bunch of people who do it. You think all of us, including me, we're always in the best fucking environment? No. You think the people around me when I was doing this shit wanted to fucking do it? No, but I still did it. I still did it. Because if you don't, then your environment and the people around you that are technically weaker and don't want to do it, they're stronger than you and they impose their will on you. So you don't deserve it, period. Just like I heard, uh, I remember Matt Damon in an interview. He was like, yeah, I have people come up to me all the time asking me, oh, like I want to be an actor. And he purposely tells them, no, don't do it. It's too hard. Just to see if they'll stop. Because he says, if they stop after I tell them that, they don't deserve it. I'm like, true. When I started in real estate, the number one realtor on the planet could have told me, bro, don't do it. You're not going to make it. And I would have been like, watch me. 
And I'm not saying I'm number one, but goddamn, I'm doing good. And my team is killing it. I don't care who would have told me otherwise. Look who made a guest appearance. So, the next step, only you know what that is. With that said, I'll wrap it up here. If you guys have any questions, we'll get to them for five, ten minutes. It got super quiet on Instagram. <laughs> How do you handle door knock? Well, nobody knocks on my door. Cold callers, I usually entertain the call and talk to them a little bit to see if they're any good. How do you know if it's time to switch brokers? If you're not happy and you want to make a switch and your gut is telling you to make a switch, switch. Did you get your NLP during your real estate career? Yes. Certifications, certified hypnotist. I did all that stuff. The hy hypnosis certification I got pretty recently, like six months ago. How do you improve your willpower? You should, don't focus on your willpower, man. That's limited. Your mind itself is much stronger than your uh, willpower. Willpower is limited. You have to get a peddler license, a door knock? No. Some cities here require them. I still never got it. I never got in trouble. I don't consider myself a door-to-door -door peddler. That's why I never got that license. Prince, if you want to learn NLP, dude, sign up for my shit. Straight up. You're going to pay more. For an NLP course, you're probably going to pay a couple thousand dollars versus joining my program. Car sales business? Probably not, dude. I have no interest in doing that. Think about the mortgage business. Uh, I mean, they're both necessary, dude. I really don't have much to say about the mortgage business. If you guys want to, um, there's a couple companies that do the NLP courses, right? But they're pricey, dude. These NLP courses are not cheap. Um, Transform Destiny does NLP courses and a couple other companies. I forget the names. Gated Communities, I did. I did. I've always liked cars, man. How to sleep less than four or five hours when you're on the grind. Um, you can slowly get your way down there, dude. I sleep about six or six and a half. Short sales, yeah. I mean, you can do short sales, sure. Morning routine, yes, Rose. It's on my uh, YouTube. Make sure you browse. I think somebody earlier asked, oh, what's your best videos on YouTube? You have so many. They're all great, dude. Watch them all.
signing with the broker. Um, if they give you training, man, if you're new, if they give you training and support, that's the main thing you want. Take me to get 10K subs on YouTube. Uh, probably about three years, dude. And the jump from 10 to 100K was like a year. Uh, Realtor SoCal, I'm not hiring. Once I am hiring, then you'll you'll know what those requirements are. You can do it solo, Prince, but I would recommend you sign up for a coaching or learn from somebody. It's going to make it easier for you. The knowledge behind real estate has nothing to do with your ability to make calls. You could know everything about homes and the inside and out, but sales is a different animal, man. I don't have a favorite closing objection handler, man, because it depends on what I hear. What would I tell a 28-year-old me? That was a couple years ago, dude. I wouldn't change anything. Real estate mail flyers, sure, you can do them. Keep them simple. Real estate market starting to crash. God damn. Everybody fucking uses that to get views on YouTube and now everybody's freaking out. Don't worry about a market crash, dude. It's been adjusting for almost a year now. We came out of a crazy one-sided market. Awesome, Joshua. Making money off YouTube. Look what I did, dude. A lot of you asking for tips on this stuff, you literally have to emulate what I did. YouTube can shut down and I've already created businesses that I started that help funnel from YouTube and it's okay. You have ad revenue from YouTube, but more importantly, how you take people from YouTube off of YouTube to your stuff, whether it's a client or if you're selling products or services, that's the name of the game. Would I collab with Ty Lopez? Uh, probably, man. From a marketing standpoint, the guy knows how to fucking market, so I could probably learn a couple things from him. Biggest struggle getting to high-level agent? I still don't consider myself high-level, Andy, but um, I think the biggest struggle for most people is uh, leveraging, like hiring people. You give your scripts a modern success? Yeah, but they're free, so... Uh, I don't know, Savage Realtor. I don't know if the CEO of Zillow is trying to make realtors obsolete. I don't, I don't really care personally. I would love to have a conversation with him if he is to find out what he's going to do to try to make somebody like me obsolete. I'll laugh. Would you recommend being a buyer rep for a team when you first start out? Not if you don't want to be a buyer's agent. No. Yep, I agree, JC. Uh, no, I don't, Angela. I have no lingering feelings about family members that doubted me. Of course, they're going to doubt me. Because just like the situation that I looked at and I saw the positive, they saw the negative. So technically, they're right in their doubts or their skepticism. But I'm also right in the opportunity, and I won. So I was more right. Listings to buyers in the career, I would say we're starting to do more buyers now that we're doing more deals. But I would still say it's probably at least... 70 30 listing um 75 25 maybe probably 70 30 right now most people are negative absolutely absolutely 
but they don't view it as negative. That's the worst part. They'll, they'll rebrand it as real. Oh, I'm just realistic. We're always hardworking. Well, yeah, I've been an athlete. So yes, two, uh, ankle surgeries, aesthetic fitness. I broke my left ankle two times. And the second time I almost completely tore one of the interior tendons on my ankle. I still don't consider myself a master of sales, Dev. I just consider myself highly advanced. Um, took me a couple of years, man, at least two or three years of consistent hard work. A lot of real physicals think they can sell on their own. Main objection is bringing me a buyer. That's been the same case, real estate, real realtor for the last 30 years, bro. They're always going to be like that. Mystery and Matador. No, I've met, um, I was going to meet Matador one night, but I couldn't make it that night. Uh, I've met Discovery. I've met a lot of the other guys. Arash, obviously, who taught me personally. He was a, a high student, highly esteemed student of Mystery. Uh, but I will meet Mystery one day for sure. Pretty soon. Athletes don't work ethic. Absolutely, bro. 100%. Especially me in basketball because me being um, basically white to everybody. I was always looked at, uh, okay, he's not going to be that good. Still to this day, man, I go to the gym and I dunk and people are like, like I can go to the gym. God damn it. Uh, real estate is a great career to many lazy, non-creative agents out there making the industry look bad. Yeah. So that's what I'll say. I go to the gym right now and dunk and people will still look at me like, whoa, you can dunk. I'm like, right. Typical stereotypes. Marshall Silver, I'm not sure who that is. How many times a week do you drive the Lambo? Once or twice, maybe. Mystery, is that Neil Strauss? No, that's Neil, uh, Neil Strauss's mystery student and used to be his wingman. Noticing the fruits of your labor, I'm still noticing them now, dude, but it takes a while, especially in real estate. Um, I would say, well, basketball is always going to be my number one passion, dude. I don't think anything will ever compare to that, but... If I enjoy it more or not, um, I don't know, dude. I'm just having fun. Everybody has bills, bro. I had bills when I went all in. Uh, Ghost in the Flame, the new mystery method. I don't think there's a new mystery method, bro. Are you referring to maybe a new book that he released? I, I know the reference, but yeah, that's, that's great. Of course, that makes a lot of sense. I think I know what you're talking about. He's a hypnotist, certified hypnotist, but I'm not hypnotizing the whole world all the time. That's what people think. They think I'm like... Nope, never been to Canada. Cool. Okay, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you for being here. As always, if you need anything real estate worldwide, teambcsoul.com. Hit us up. We'll take care of you. Secondly, Modern Success. All the people on here always asking me questions. Make it easy for yourself. Enjoy Modern Success. It's on briancasella.com. Link is also in the description of the podcast. And lastly, for the realtors, go to EXP Realty. Join.exprealty.com. Get signed up or you can send me a message if you want more information. Okay? Thank you for being here. We'll see you on the next episode. And the next one, I believe, will be live from um, Australia if I can make it with the time crunch. Peace.